good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Thanks for being here today. We're continuing our our biblical view of Pride Week so that we might get God's perspective on, uh, particularly in a world that we live in where pride has become good and hum- humility has become bad. Uh, we're told that that's what would happen in the last days, that good would be called bad, bad would be called good, and then we're seeing it unfold right before our very eyes. And as far as a biblical perspective is concerned, if you're listening to this and you're supposed to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then I think it is God's will that we come to an understanding that pride is that which is devastating to you spiritually. Pride has sent every single soul that has rejected Christ has sent them to a devil's hell. That's what the Bible teaches, uh, that God doesn't send people to hell as much as people literally reject in their pride and their self-confidence and their self, uh, self-esteem uh, has sent them to be separated from God for all of eternity. So pride is that which will devastate you and kill you. And we want to find out the practical ways to be able to kill pride in life before it kills you. Because we're remembering that 1 Peter 5, 5 says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So I want, which, which one do you want from God? Do you want God to go on record as being opposed to you? Or do you want his grace? If grace is what you want, then we got to lay aside pride. I mentioned last time that one of the first that the first two steps in being able to kill pride in your life is number one to identify lies that you're believing. To somehow, if you believe something that's not true, you need to identify that and change your mindset on it. Uh, to think that there, it's all about you or your comfort is more important, or you're more deserving, or you're better than this person, or I know better than for my life than what's better for my life than God does. Uh, those are lies that you believe that has to be changed. And by the way, can I also mention to you that that can be a very subtle thing. Uh, it can be even said as, as a very spiritual thing uh, that people will talk about sometimes. Uh, and they'll frame their pride in spiritual vocabulary and grammar uh, when in reality uh, it's keeping them from being humble before the Lord. And that was step number two in killing pride in your life is to understand God and all of his holiness and all of his attributes and all of his greatness. Uh, Psalm 103, the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, all that's within me, everything that I am, everything I hope to be, uh, that I am to give him the praise and the honor and the glory because his wisdom is infinite, his glory is never ending, his goodness is unsearchable, his truth is everlasting. All of these things are true and we, I think our pride is often uh, precipitated by the fact that I don't value of the person of God and how great he is. So pride comes from a view of God that is too low. So the second step in killing pride in your life is to understand God. Number three, a third step in killing pride in your life is to understand yourself. 
the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, it's a description of what we were before Christ. You remember in, in uh, verses 1 through 3, it says literally that you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you walked for, formerly walked, you previously lived. You walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the disobedient. We to all previously lived among them in our fleshly desire, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and were by nature the children of wrath. That's what we were. We were basically spiritual corpses. We were walking around dead in trespasses and sins. Now, if you're a believer today, you understand that at one point you were helpless and hopeless. You were living according to this world, You are living according to this world in order to satisfy your own desires, but your heart's been changed. God made you alive. Uh, He wants to display his goodness in you. The book of Ephesians describes that as well, that he wanted to display the riches of his grace in you. That means there's no room for pride. That means that everything you're able to accomplish, all the significant things you've done for the Lord in your life are only by his power. Um, after all, think about it. What do we have to be prideful about? Uh, it either comes from thinking yourself to be higher than you are or thinking that God is lower. Know yourself. Number four, killing pride. Uh, you need to consider others that are more important. That's the command Paul gave the Philippians in chapter two. He said, literally, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Uh, No one is more valuable than somebody else. You don't deserve more grace uh, than somebody else. That's contradictory. Uh, It is a gift that is given to those who don't deserve it. So how often do you go out of your way to serve your brothers and sisters? Uh, Do you reach out? Do you carry one another's burdens? Do you genuinely extend yourself and invest in other people's lives? If you want to kill pride in your life, you need to consider others more important. Number five, how about this one? Receive compliments well. You know, sometimes it's very awkward and uncomfortable. It's difficult to figure out how to receive and give compliments. You you want to encourage people in the gifts God's given to them, but you all you want to also desire to not cause them to stumble into pride and give them a big head. I mean, how do you give and receive compliments? And I think this is a legitimate question. And I think one of the greatest helps that I've ever read and received about this is from a man named Ted Hegra. He is a founder of a university that he used to say, and I'm going to quote him. He said, quote, receive compliments, but don't swallow them, unquote. And his point was, that it's really good to recognize your abilities and use them for God's glory. And, and, and you ought to allow people to edify you, but don't allow them to convince you that you could have done it alone. And boy, is that a fine line to draw. You've got to be very cautious about that. I'm very uncomfortable when people compliment me. That just doesn't, it, 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 it's not helpful to me, but uh, I understand what people are trying to do. I don't need to nurse my pride any more than my own flesh does. So you shouldn't be constantly thinking about how people think of you. Don't dwell unceasingly on the compliments you've received. Uh, What God says about you is what really matters. 
If he delights in you, then that's the only thing that matters. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, the Apostle Paul was writing and he said, For, for am I now trying to persuade people or God? Or uh, am I still trying to please people? If, if I were trying to please people, essentially I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. So the proper response to a compliment is to say, how can I best glorify God using the gifts that people say that I have and recognize that ability is from God? And then let me suggest this. Number six, remind yourself of Christ's example very often. Christ literally set the ultimate example of humility. And many of you have read that passage of Scripture in Philippians chapter 2. He said, let this mind, in verse 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery or something to be held on to at all costs, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Um... That is a staggering statement because he goes on to say in verse 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus, equal with God, took on our likeness. He humbled himself by being obedient even unto death. Uh, do we have that same kind of obedience? Can, can you cry out today, not my will, but yours be done like Christ did? And if you can remind yourself of just how much your Lord humbled himself, you can be encouraged to pursue it for yourself. Well, I have three more. I thought I might be able to get it all done in this podcast, but there's just way more here than I, I'm able to, uh, to contain in just this one. So listen tomorrow, three more podcasts, uh, excuse me, three more points in the podcast tomorrow to close out on killing pride in your life. Walk with Christ and love Him with every fiber of your body.